Okay. Micah 6, 6 through 8 is, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year? Will the Lord bless, be pleased, with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all. Okay, have a seat. And here this morning is our guest speaker. Please welcome him up. Okay. <laughs> now, that's what I was wondering if you were listening to, to me. Um, and uh, it's a privilege for me to uh, be a friend of uh, Dr. Boas, your pastor, Boas Johnson, a friend, a dear friend. We have been in India in uh, different occasions, in one occasion, serving and meeting there and getting to know what uh, the covenant is doing in India. Uh, we, uh, my wife and I, Pia, uh, we are missionaries to the covenant. We have been missionaries to Colombia uh, and then to Spain for about 18 years. And now we are serving as regional coordinators for Latin America and for the Caribbean. So we oversee missions in these uh, almost 12 countries in Latin America, and we have uh, opportunities to see what God is doing in, this, in these places uh, where many people are uh, getting to know Christ in a personal way, but also are discovering the joy of uh, being a Christian person, being a Christian family, and serving God in, in many different ways. Today we are going to talk about extreme virtues. With what shall I come before the Lord? Is the question that the prophet Micah began uh, this, uh, this uh, pericope. With what shall I come before the Lord? All of us are coming here with different expectations, with different gifts, with different offerings. And we have come ourselves to be a, a real offering to our God. But um, we're going to talk about the character of the giver. What is the character of the giver, especially 
in this week that we are celebrating Thanksgiving, we're getting ready, we are preparing meals. We have been invited by family, by friends to celebrate Thanksgiving. But the question is to ourselves, with what shall I come before the Lord for this Thanksgiving week? According to Daniel Smith Christopher, this text in Micah is one of the most beloved prophetic texts in the entire canon. The prophet provides a voice for uh, Judeans who suffer from Assyrian and later from Babylonian captivity, while blaming Jerusalem military madness, while blaming God for their misery, for the misery of the people of Israel. And this is uh, what the context of this uh, scripture uh, that we have today in our text. The burnt offerings suggest here are rams. The rams were treasures offering and, and they were considered probably the most, uh, uh, a way to measure our, our love and our devotion to God because uh, a ram was a, is a wealthy, it was a, a wealthy offering presented to God. And in how many uh, rams you offered to Yahweh, that was the measure of, of God's, of uh, the love and devotion to God. But in the point here, more than very expensive offerings, God wants obedience better than sacrifices. This is what God expects of, from us. More than what we give, what we praise, what we bring to the temple, to the church, is what uh, God expects from us. Is our entire obedience and devotion to Him and to our neighbor. This verse seems to contain the substance of Balak's consultation with Balaam. So how to obtain the favor of God is one of the questions that the prophet raises here. And this verse begins by answering the ironic question proposed previously. What should we do then? The question implies the ethical expectation of the Mosaic law. Scholars argue that the use of the humankind here is addressed with the term Adam. Adam means a human, human being, humankind. All people need to be what is to offer to God what is good, what God cares about, what is the first request by God, what uh, will please our Lord, we wonder. How do we please our Lord and Savior? And the prophet says to do justice. Wolf, a theologian, expands the definition of justice, saying justice is the order there is mainly restituted by peaceful actions, by just, not just court decisions, but our conciliation with the community, our efforts to please God by being just and doing deeds of justice. Everyone in Israel is to know justice, especially uh, the people who were imparting justice. To know justice is to perform justice. The term justice is here combined with the verb 
to do justice. Doing justice is the right of the righteous one. Thinking about, thinking about uh, the injustices that we live today in our world. Abuse, poverty or abuse, corruption, poverty, uh, exclusion, domestic violence, children on the streets begging for food, all kinds of things that we see also here in Chicago or in this area, in big cities. Think about the injustices that you see over reading the newspaper. I just want to mention a survey that you will see on these slides. For the third year in a row, millennials who participated in the World Economy Forum of the Global uh, Shapers Survey in 2017 believe that climate change is the most serious issue affecting the world today. Without food, without water, without addressing the problems of climate change, uh, the hope for the world is questionable. Protesters calling for massive economic and political changes to curb the effects of global warming, holding a seat in around the Wall Street uh, a statue on Broadway on September of 2018 reclaiming to the government and to the world that we need to address issues of the global warming, that we is now, not tomorrow, not in 10, de in 10 years, not next um, decade, but it's now. Let's see the second large, um, one of the problems, the second biggest problem of today is the largest scale of conflict, conflict, wars, 39% address that issue. The third one, the third problem that today we have is inequality, income, discrimination, all these uh, issues that uh, we see in big cities like New York, Chicago, LA, the, four, the next problem is uh, poverty. Poverty. The fourth problem, 29% believe that uh, all over the world we need to address this issue. That not only reclaiming uh, effective ways to provide means for the poor people to survive and to be able to uh, finish the, the month and be able to have uh, food on the table. The next is uh, religious conflicts. More and more we see these problems in, in our society, in our countries, just because of difference of religion, of opinion, of worship, or how do we uh, believe in, in God, or in Allah, or in, in, in Buddha, or whatever. Conflict about religion. The next one, the next uh, problem was uh, government accountability and transparency. Corruption is one of the leading issues in Latin America right now. As we visit countries, that, as Colombia is going through a, a stage of uh, a time of emergency, calling attention, and, and they have uh, uh, 
different uh, manifestations in cities and violence, one of the issues that comes up is corruption. The next one that we have to address is water as a human right. Fortunately, the covenant, World Relief Covenant, is, is addressing these issues in many different places in, in the world. Uh, we had in Honduras a project that feeds and helps people to, to get water to their villages instead of people going for five or, or ten miles away their homes to bring water to, to their homes. So children um, began and started uh, the day early in the morning, four in the morning, bringing water to their homes. But now, Covenant World Relief is serving and addressing this issue in many different ways. You will see uh, some of those ministries and, and information that we have on the table. The next issue that we have to address is lack of education. Also, it's a big and major problem in Latin America. The next one. Safety, security, well-being for people, for the elderly, for the children, for women. One of those uh, issues that uh, we have also to remember in our prayers. And the next one has to do with unemployment. As uh, we visit places in Venezuela where we have uh, connections and we have ministry, in Cuba, in um, different places, in Mexico, you see lots of people sitting on the benches of the parks texting each other um, because they don't have a job, they are unemployed, and that's a massive problem, not only in Latin America but around the world. And the next one. That's, that's it. Okay. So these are major problems that we have somehow, not only to pray, but as a church to address. Doing justice is the right of the righteous one. Norma, a friend of us from Honduras, one of the Covenant World Relief uh, ladies in charge of, uh, of projects, she talked to us and said she left her country when she was younger, coming to the United States to come and work to provide food for their children. She left her children with her mother and she uh, was sending money for her family because they only could afford rice and beans uh, for their children. She said, I want a future for my children. I want a, a better way for my children to live. So that's what I am doing. And I am risking my, my life and coming as an illegal immigrant to the United States to provide for my family. The stories like that and like those we always uh, get every time we visit our countries. So the second call from this text not only is to do justice, but to love kindness, to love kindness. And the word for uh, love kindness is hesed in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew Bible. It has a different implication. It has an implication, it's more than just love as an emotion or as a passion, but love expressed as a deed, God's devotion, 
or preference to God's people, suggesting loyalty as much as kindness. Anderson and Freeman understand the devotion as toward God, believing that all these forms please God, but the one that pleases more is how do we live out our love and express our love to our neighbor. Joel and Kim Delp, covenant missionaries, serving in Ecuador. They are under our care, missionaries who decided to leave uh, uh, their families, their jobs here in the States. Uh, Kim is a, a nurse practitioner nurse, and um, Joel was a business administrator, and they decided to leave their, this country to go to Ecuador and serve. They couldn't tolerate seeing children on the streets begging for money. Uh, these are vulnerable children whose parents cannot afford to raise them. And they began to say, to question, what should we do to address these problems? He was moved by his loving devotion to do justice. And they decided to open a house for these children. And then, after seeing the needs of women without health care, they decided to open a clinic in, um, in uh, close to Quito, Ecuador. Uh, the National Partners in Ecuador and the local church is supporting these projects. The church provides labor and materials most of the time to do what they call mingas. And mingas is, is a volunteering day of work. And they have barbecue, but they work all day long to build and to raise uh, and to build this uh, home for, for the children and this clinic. And now we have these two projects that are very successful and many people are being blessed by these initiatives, changing the culture. Changing the culture is always a challenge. Changing the health culture of a country where, where they didn't have a, uh, an opportunity. Now, uh, these children are coming to receive health care for $2. $2 for a checkup for women from a specialist from a doctor to receive dental care, to receive uh, service in different ways. And this is a blessing. Only $2 they have to pay for this service. What will be a satisfaction to God's justice to you? In whose name must we come as we have nothing to plead as our own? The people of Israel often exploited the vulnerable rather than caring for them. They embraced violence and war instead of loving their enemies, and they worship idols. No Yahweh, no God alone. God was not pleased with their extreme behavior, and that's why Israel prophets personified God's rebuke and call to repentance. They called the people of Israel to extreme commitment and discipleship. And this is 
what they received from, from the prophets. What we, admires, what we admire in the lives of people who leave everything to serve others. People like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. People like Dorothy Day. Monsignor Oscar Romero. Mother Teresa is their steadfast love to humanity. Their passion, their commitment to love to the stream of risking their lives for what they believe. Justice without love is tyranny, and love without justice is sentimentality. Sentimentality. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Power without love is reckless and abusive, and love without power is sentimental and anemic. I, I want to repeat that again. Power without love is reckless and abusive. And love without power is sentimental and anemic. The third call in this uh, verse from, from Micah is to walk humbly with your God. So now, O Israel, what does Yahweh, your God, requires of you? Only to fear Yahweh, your God. To walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve Yahweh with all your heart and with all your soul. And Jesus, also when he was in front of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, said, love God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your passion, with all your possible ways of loving him, but also love your neighbor as yourself. My professor of Old Testament, Francis Anderson, in Berkeley, California, said in one of his classes, walk with your God by doing justice and loving mercy. Walk with your God by doing justice and loving mercy. What does extreme discipleship look like? Michael, um, Micah points out three virtues to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So what do we get from here? As disciples of Jesus, we are called to exhibit these extreme virtues which characterize the lives and teachings of their followers, such as justice, steadfast love, and humility. These are the qualities of the giver. And today, we are going to celebrate uh, later with a meal, Thanksgiving. But what about tomorrow and the next week when we walk in the streets and when we come to reality and see poverty and see the bad news on the newspaper? And realize that we need to be intentional, intentional to love and to express our mercies and to walk justly with God and to do justice. More prophets with this type of message are need needed in our society today, in our church. What does the church suffer from laryngeal? Laryng what is the word? Laryngitis. 
in the face of a spiral increase of moral issues confronting church and society. So we are, in a sense, we cannot speak because we don't want to see the reality. We don't want to see the problems. We just want to worship God only. Someone called the church a non-profit organization. A non-profit organization. We need to seek the prophets in our days and in our church today. The, the church today prefers to look to another way instead of looking at the issues that we have today. The declaration that we uh, came up with in Chile uh, because of the riots and the violence and because people requesting justice all over and, and requesting food for the poor and requesting health care and uh, programs for the elderly. And they're still uh, protesting on the streets. So we, uh, we had a, a meeting um, and a uh, conference in Chile with the Latin American churches. And um, we came up with a statement asking God for forgiveness because the church has not addressed issues like that. Because we have been so busy to worship and to come to our churches, but we have ignored the needs of the world that surrounds us. So we came up with a declaration requesting uh, the churches to uh, make visible peace and reconciliation, to bring people, to reconcile people with God. But first of all, we call people to reconcile ourselves with God to reconcile ourselves with nature. We are destroying uh, the environment. We are destroying uh, what we, uh, we were given by God, this world. And so we have to confess also our ways of ignoring those issues to bring um, products and to bring uh, ways to serve those who uh, are working to preserve the world. People will take advantage. People will need to uh, um, give out their commodities. And, uh, and uh, we don't have uh, handouts for mercy um, only. But we are being called to really uh, get in line because our business as Christians is to live merciful regardless of how someone responds. Sometimes people don't want to talk about these issues. That's their own problem before God. But Jesus is not only imposing us, uh, he's not imposing us unnecessary burdens. He's only requesting our devotion to him and our love to our neighbor. And we shall find rest. Rest in uh, our souls, rest for opportunities to be um, a people uh, that express and extend our hands for others who suffer. And so today uh, is an opportunity for us to think about those who, who lack of uh, the basic needs uh, that we, we already met. And uh, so you can 
come in. We have some envelopes uh, that were given. You can put your offering, and uh, by way of leaving, you can leave that on, on the table for Covenant World Relief. With this money, we're bringing water to places where they don't have water. With this money, uh, the Covenant World Relief is, uh, is feeding the poor uh, with different projects, uh, with uh, food uh, projects in places where uh, now the poor are growing products that they didn't have before. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to be and to bless others, to give thanks to others, and to provide ways of uh, resources and living to others. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for coming here today. And my last word for you is walk with your God by doing justice and loving mercy. God bless you. Buenos dias. My name is Pia. I am Eugenia's wife. And um, it is a privilege for us to be here today. And um, watching the video and listening my language, Spanish, is, just makes me very emotional. Uh, because I know these people. And, and Ana um, is a girl who was transformed by the work that God is doing in Monterrey, Mexico now. She's a leader in that community. And this is all because God cares and because through Covenant World Relief, we have been able to connect with these people. Um, I just want to show you some ways in which you can get involved with Covenant World Relief. It says partner, partner with God's work in the world. Um, this is an amazing little magazine. You can also look at it on the web. It's Cove Cares. It is an opportunity for you to get engaged with so many needs in the world through the covenant. Um, you know, Christmas is coming, and we're always thinking of creative gifts to give. There are many creative ways to give to others during Christmas times. For example, do you know that you can buy a goat for $100 and I that would provide for the life, for the livelihood of a whole family in a village in Kenya or in Honduras. There are, there are 750 million people in the world that do not have access to clean water. And with your gift of $30, you can provide for two families, or with 100, you can provide for the whole village. You can read all about this. There are projects for water, and if you're interested in medical world, we have um, a partnership in Congo, Paul Carson's partnership, so where you can give as well. So I invite you to take a look at this magazine. We'll put it there, or to connect. At, it's called covecareskovchurch.org. Think creatively by uh, giving a gift to others through Covenant World Relief. Um, we have a curriculum that Covenant World Relief uh, has developed for children, and it's called Kids Helping Kids, and it's Orphans and Vulnerable Children, a Loving Family for Every Child. This is a, a curriculum that was written by Katie Sasa, our missionary in Colombia that is working with vulnerable kids in the streets of Medellin, Colombia. Uh, this is for teachers to also have access. We also have a beautiful 
calendar that you can order at Covenant World Relief. You can order it online, and this will be also an amazing gift. Um, it's not expensive, and all the pictures here are taken by um, sometimes us and sometimes people that travel with us to these different countries where we are working with Covenant World Relief. So it's, it's really, uh, you know, we are always... Um, being bombarded by on the news and media, how to donate. But isn't this incredible that you can donate within your family and is to join in Covenant World Relief projects. So today you have received an envelope and um, maybe you were not prepared to give a donation to Covenant World Relief today. Today is Covenant World Relief Sunday. So every church, every Covenant church in the U.S. is um, talking about this. Talking about what God is doing in the world. So if you did not come, if you did not come prepared to give, um, it's never late. You can bring it next Sunday, or you send a check to Covenant World Relief. The instructions are here. So thank you for your time. Thank you that um, my husband and I, and our son Effie, and our two granddaughters are here visiting with you today. What a great day to visit you. Gracias, gracias.